welcome to the Perfectionist Podcast, everybody. Today, we have a very special guest, my bestest sister friend, Ms. Lady McBady. <laughs> so, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself, like who you are, where you come from, where'd you go, Cop and I Joe, like mm-hmm. your testimony, as well as kind of what you're doing with your life right now and what you want to do in the future. Awesome. I'll give you the lowdown. Um, so I was born in Nashville, raised in Jamestown, little bitty town in the middle of nowhere in Tennessee. I uh, went just to school there, you know, all the local places. And then now I go to college at Coastal Carolina University, uh, marine science major, religious studies minor. Um, what I want to do when I get out? That's a good question. But I love research and I love getting my hands dirty out in the field. So hopefully something with that. Um, yeah, a few things about me. I love the outdoors, love everything about the outdoors. I love to read. Um, I'm kind of a nerd, but that's okay. I take pride in that. <laughs> Amen, sister. Um, yep. I just like being around friends and just trying to... I don't know, live for God because Jesus died for me, I guess. So just trying to do that and figure out life that way instead of my way because my way does not work. (laughs) Sounds about right. So (laughs) what's your testimony? Like, how'd you come to Christ and what makes you want to pursue and follow him? Yes, of course. So I grew up in church. Um, I went to my local church's in Jamestown's VBS when I was eight years old and finally everything made sense after Sunday school after you know week after week and we were there all the time Sundays Wednesdays all the events all the activities I was there and it finally just clicked and I finally understood it and I was like okay this is it like this is what I want to do and like that was great I there there's obviously no way to fully describe that moment and I didn't have some miraculous turnaround in my life because I was just eight years old just kind of doing my own thing but it wasn't until later in life that I knew that I was called when I was eight because of things that were going to happen if that makes sense Um, because later in life I almost lost my dad I was about to have to be ready to say goodbye to him and when I was 10, and just a lot of doctors, hospitals, ICUs, lots of specialists, lots of things like that, and just being surrounded by that, I was like, I I was literally about ready to, you know, say goodbye, Mm -hmm. and he was the 2%, (laughs) and, you know, like, I know that because I went through that, and God pulled me through, I know that I can help people, like, go through things like that. I understand now. I didn't understand when I was 10, you know, outside, you know, watching the ER from the outside, but like, I understand now being wiser Mm -hmm. and um, in my faith and just as a person. And that was kind of the first thing that made me have to like fully depend on God. And Mm -hmm. after that, I was like, okay, you know, I was like, all right, like, It didn't make sense whenever it happened, but now it does make sense. And, Mm -hmm. you know, 
there's been other things in life that have been hard. I've lost family members. I've, you know, seen friends go through things that nobody should ever have to go through. Um, but my love for him that he so graciously let me have, because I don't deserve it. Not one bit. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. blessed me in so many ways. I like, I'm still living my testimony. I don't think a testimony is like just surrounding when you, you know, finally reached your salvation. I think it, I'm still going through mine. Um, yeah, I just, I like to think of it that way too, because in 15 years, I might be talking about my testimony that happens tomorrow. So like, mm-hmm. I'm still going through it and he's just blessed me and he's tested me <laughs> multiple <laughs> times, many times. Yeah. Uh, but the blessings count more and there are more of them. Count your blessings mm-hmm. one by one. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, that's a great testimony. I feel like a lot of us have like grown up in the church area. Mm-hmm. And so we feel like, oh, we don't have uh, like this big shocking testimony but it, it yeah. really is just living your day-to-day life and growing in Christ and learning to love him daily. So today you wanted to talk about humility. First, what is the main verse you go to surrounding or chapter or passage surrounding the topic of humility that you would say? In my small group that I lead, we are going through James right now. I'm getting my Bible out, the good old book. Um, I think it was chapter two. <sighs> Sorry, I did not look beforehand. All good. I really like what you were saying, like how you've been through all this stuff already and seeing people mm-hmm. go through it, because I think that segues into this topic really well, because like knowing that we're incapable and knowing that we're just so fragile really shows us humility and true humility and like learning to realize that our place in this world and we really aren't all that in a bag of chips we're not even the crumbs in the bag of chips we're just we're just maybe the the air you know you get the five chips and the lace bag and the rest of it's the air i think that's what we are (laughs) yeah so it's actually uh verse four the one or chapter four the one that we just recently did Mm -hmm. Um, in verse six, it just kind of blows you out of the water because the beginning of, well, up in James up to this point and up to chapter four, verses one through five, it just kind of talks about how we are blessed and how God gives us patience and things, even though we mess up, because a lot of Paul's teachings in the New Testament is like, hey, we shouldn't be doing this. Let's change it to this. Hey, we shouldn't be doing this. Let's, let's not mm-hmm. do that anymore. But James is kind of like, okay, because you did this, God loves you so much that he did this. Mm-hmm. Kind of a different way to look at it. And that's why I like James because it's kind of different in that aspect. And my um, study Bible's like heading of chapter four says draw near to God. And in the chapter four, it talks about you fight, it's literally says like you fight, you quarrel amongst each other, you have wars um, to each other, you lust, you desire, you ask me for worldly things, you don't ask me for things that build my kingdom. Um, you're adulterers, uh, you find friendship with the world, but enmity with God, you become enemies of God because you're friends of the world. And 
even all of that, verse six starts out, but he giveth more grace. Mm -hmm. All of that, but he still gives more grace. And that's just kind of a heart checkup or like a slap in the face. My group used to call it like, God's like, you can do those things. And I know you're going to do those things. I created you knowing you were going to do those things. And I still decided to love you enough to put you on the earth yeah. and to be mine, to be my chosen. Mm-hmm. And, but he gives more grace. I just, we don't deserve that no, whatsoever. No. Not, we do not deserve that. And wherefore he saith, God resisteth the, resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. And we need grace. We literally can't live without grace like we should. Um, I don't know where I would be right. I certainly wouldn't be right here if God, or if I didn't accept God, um, Jesus knocking at my door. I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what I would be doing. Not that I would be doing something awful, but I wouldn't be doing this. Um, but yeah, just he gives grace to the humble and I need that. And I need to mm-hmm. recognize that I need that. And I need to humble yeah. myself to see myself as somebody who needs mm-hmm. grace and just needs to be persistent in drawing near to him because when you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I love what you're saying here. And just as you were talking, I kind of like connected a couple dots. So the podcast is called Perfectionist Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you this at the beginning, but I forgot to. Would you consider yourself a perfectionist or not? Uh, I think... Hmm. <laughs> it's a hard question. Yeah, because like, I think for some things I am, and some things I'm not. Not that I don't care what the end product's going to be like, but I don't know yeah. if I was like perfectionist. So maybe as a whole, maybe not really, because I know our two per- like different personalities, you know, <laughs> and you are way more yeah. <laughs> perfectionist than I am. Because um, like the things that you are strong in, like I feel like you know. I got a pretty good handle on and then things I'm weak at. I know that you can pick up my slack whenever we're doing things. So I, I don't yeah. think I, I could call myself a perfectionist, but mm-hmm. for the, for as a whole, I think there's some things that if it's not a certain way, I would probably go ballistic <laughs> as a whole. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. So humility actually really plays into the whole theme of this podcast. Like we literally aren't perfect that's going to be like the actual theme of the overall podcast is we're human, we suck, and we're not perfect, but God is and his grace is sufficient for us. And so the way this topic just really flows into the podcast, I think is really beautiful. Um, What would you say to someone who is a perfectionist and is struggling with humility? What would you say the first step into being humble and becoming and humbling yourself before Christ would be for someone who really, really struggles with seeing flaws in themselves and really beats themselves up if they see a flaw um, in themselves and wants to be all this but they can't. So what would you say to someone like that? Mm-hmm. Um, so another extreme, my problem used to be control. I felt mm-hmm. like I had to control everything. Learned it from a young age. I felt like I mm-hmm. needed to have all my X's dotted, all I's dotted. X's dotted. <laughs> all my X's dotted. Um. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Um, if you know me, you know, that's, you wouldn't be shocked. Um, (laughs) and that was my like huge thing. 
and I would beat myself up for it, for not feeling like I was prepared or not feeling like I had my toe in all the puddles. And I just, I feel like somebody who is that much of a, of a perfectionist that I think they would also beat themselves down, like you said, and just tear yourself down. And I find myself like still doing that. I haven't like completely, you know, like beaten the whole control freak, you know, mm-hmm. dilemma. Um, but I think that when you're finally, I think sometimes it takes, not for everybody, don't get me wrong, but I think for some, it, this is what it did for me. I think it takes putting yourself so low that the only way you can go is up. And mm-hmm. I think that once you're like down, I think it takes the realization to be like, okay, whenever things are going wrong, do I go to Facebook to chat about it? Do I go to even my best friend in the world who is also a growing Christian woman? Do I go to her or him instead of God? Do I go mm-hmm. to just a book and escape? I do that. Um, instead of just going Same to God, do I go and take a long shower to try to relax instead mm-hmm. of going to God? And I think that you're going to realize like as a Christian that something's not working. And I think that realization like once you finally hit that, mm-hmm. it's like you hit it and you go. Because I like that you said beat yourself down because in verse 10 of the same chapter, it says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Because you're going to beat yourself down and the only way you can only get up is if you realize what you're doing. Humble, like, humble yourself and realize that you're just human. Like you literally can do so little things. <laughs> and the mm-hmm. little things you can do is because God gave you the gifts. And so you need to humble yourself so he can lift you up. So I think that realization, me personally, the realization that just something, I was doing something wrong Mm -hmm. and I was trying to find different outlets. I was trying to find anything other than God because somehow I felt the shame, but newsflash, he literally knows everything about you. Yeah. All your thoughts. (laughs) And once I realized that, like, even my prayers are like funny now, I'll be like, yeah, God, remember, you know that one sin, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, um, <laughs> like, I don't even like to say him out loud, but I know he knows what I'm thinking, so I'm like, yeah, that, that person, yeah, them, um, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I just oh, think yeah. that realization, you know, that's yeah, something, I, you know, gotta change. I really like that, like, I kind of picture as you're talking there, you are this, like, broken mess, I picture, like, the hair all matted bedhead, like, just, just, a hot mess and you're like at your lowest trying to binge eat binge Netflix and then God's just sitting over here like just come to me and I'll lift you up out of your stupor like just humble yourself like admit it just come to me like this um I think that's really cool that we can come to God in a humbled state and he will exalt like lift us up and help us that's just really, really amazing and encouraging there. Um, so out of all the biblical characters, aside from Jesus, who would you look at and pin to be a character to follow in humility? And then also, what's a character who definitely does not show humility? <laughs> so we'll go with the humble one first, and then we'll get into the not humble one. Okay, we'll, we'll start again. Um, I'm going to have to say one of my favorite guys, Joseph. And that's because after, 
Um, he's sold, you know, by his brothers after he's sent to Egypt, after he's, you know, in charge of Potiphar's things. And even like throughout his story, um, whenever he interprets the bakers and the butlers dreams in prison they say how can you do that and immediately he says it's not me it's my god mm-hmm. and whenever he does the same for pharaoh um, whenever he is released because the baker remembered him a couple years later mm-hmm. the pharaoh asked him how he did that and he says it wasn't me it was my god he he knows where he stands. He knows that it wasn't him to do it. He knows that it was God's power in him that did it. Um, and he does it one more time. I can't remember the scenario, but just like throughout his story. And you would think that he would be the one person to be like, okay, give me a break. Because <laughs> he's literally beat down like every yeah. single page of the Bible. Like if you flip through, like some <laughs> something bad happens to him. Like there's so many chapters of him in Genesis. It's like he takes up majority (laughs) and of the 40 something chapters and like literally all throughout basically all throughout genesis is just like beating down joseph one after the other so you would think that he would be the one to be like can i just can i just have a second (laughs) just just take a nap please (laughs) can i please just have a break but he he never asked for that and he just always gives the glory to god because he knows who he is and who god is Mm -hmm. that's who i would think i just love Joseph. I really like that. I like Mm -hmm. how you put, like, I never really, I mean, I always put Joseph as, like, the obedient servant, but I never really looked at that humble, and he is really a humble character in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's definitely really cool, and so now for the fun one. (laughs) Who is the least humble character that you can think of that you're just like, this is definitely what not to do? look at their entire story their life and you're like this is who you're not supposed to be like oh geez there are a lot of characters that this could be yeah the characters that are popping up in my head are like not they don't have like a long story you know because they're dealt with by god um (laughs) i mean the most interesting one it doesn't have to be super long like it could be just like a phrase in the bible about them but you're like they messed up um, okay, well, kind of, not kind of, well, actually, two people got the bad end of the stick on this one, but, like, Cain and Abel, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, Cain, he was told to do something by God, you know, the, the herb and the plants and the plowing was not made less than, you know, raising the livestock like Abel was supposed to do, you know, mm-hmm. the, um, uh, like, vegetable, herb, plant, I can't think of the name, offering, was no less than the meat offering Mm -hmm. and the meat like protein meat um Mm -hmm. not the meat bread and oil offering in Leviticus but like there was no difference to God he just said do this and you know make a sacrifice make an offering to me and Mm -hmm. Cain just he thought he deserved better he thought he was you know, he thought he did his best. Well, he didn't think he did his best. He knew he didn't do his best. And when God said, you know, that's not the best you can do. And God said, okay, you can try again. God could have just gave him that one time and punished him. Mm-hmm. But God gave him another chance. And Cain was too proud of himself to actually do the work that God wanted him to do. And he just threw a tantrum and Abel got the bad end of the deal. I really... That's like really interesting and I wanted to note 
Um, so Cain and Abel, right, brothers, they're mm-hmm. the first generation of, like, actual birthed humans. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cain essentially didn't want to go to Abel, his younger brother, and say, hey, can I buy a lamb from you? Because he thought his work was worth so much more. And honestly, he could have just gone to Abel and I'm sure Abel would have been like, yeah, bro, Mm -hmm. definitely. Like, of course we can split this. You Mm -hmm. can have a lamb, like, but Cain was too proud to ask for help. Yep. So that's kind of the point I'm getting from this is sometimes God asks something of us that isn't in our realm of capabilities. So he might ask me to do something with sea turtles. I don't know what sea turtles are. I don't know how to do anything, but I can go ask my good friend, Lady Beatty, and she'll tell me all about them. Yes, you can. There are some things that I can't do. I can't build a building, but my brother can. So God gives us connections, and that kind of helps us to rely on each other and ask other people for help. And so Cain did not do that. So don't follow his example, but don't yeah. ever be too proud to ask for help or mm-hmm. ask for assistance or yeah. Yeah. You can see where pride got them in that situation. Mm-hmm. Not good. Yeah. <laughs> so as we close out, um, just give us a brief summary of what humility is like a one sentence catchphrase, like logo business. Say you're trying to sell humility to somebody um tell us what it is and why we should have it and what it will do for us like as growing christians i know that's a really loaded question (laughs) yeah uh it's okay i will tackle it um i think humility to a christian growing in our faith should be realizing what you are because of what he did for you what he had to do for you Because Mm -hmm. the only thing that we did was commit the sins so Jesus had to come and be crucified on a cross. That's the only thing that we gave to him was these sins to make him suffer. That's the Mm -hmm. only thing we did. Um, And I said the other day to, I think it was my small group, um, I said people give a lot of hate to some of the people in the Bible because of what they did. But if Eve wasn't tempted, I was, I would be tempted. If it wasn't her, it was going to be me. So, oh yeah, definitely. You know, like she, she was human, but I'm, I'm human. So I can't judge them. I just have to realize that, Hey, I would probably do the same thing. Like I'm human too. I don't deserve anything from God, Mm -hmm. but I need to recognize who I am because he's the one who put me on this earth. Like the Mm -hmm. literal God who made the whole universe and the same God who split the Red Sea, the same God who like let Queen Esther survive when mm-hmm. everybody was against her. I mean, the same God in the fire is the same God who wants me to be here. So I need to realize who I am. I need to humble myself to, because I've seen what he can, like he, what he can do. I've read what he can do. And mm-hmm. I think as Christians, we need to want him to do something with us. It doesn't have to be go split in a Red Sea, you know, but it can can just be something that you were meant to do. You know, Mm -hmm. like Queen Esther was meant to do what she did. She was meant to save her people. And Mm -hmm. I look up to Esther. She's one of my favorites. And just the amount of bravery that she had, but she knew who she was. She knew that she was one of God's chosen. She was a Jew. And, Mm -hmm. um, she knew what that meant. And I want to know what it, 
like I want to keep learning what it knows what it means to be like one of God's daughters and I think the first step is realizing who you are yeah I, I love what you said like realizing who you are and what you can do and then what you did for him which is just pain yeah. and then what he did for us I like that a lot um, and so now we've covered humility. What's the opposite of humility? So we can recognize those traits and try to keep from doing those. Yeah, I'm guilty as charged. Um, <laughs> I can be very prideful sometimes. Uh, prideful, not against other people. Mm -hmm. um, I learned that from my dad uh, every day when he dropped me off um, to school. But that you're not better than everybody else. And nobody's better than you. You know, we're all equal um, as children, but I, I would say like pride with myself. And that was, I thought that I could do things and that I could handle things. And God said, Oh, sweetie, sit down. Let, you know, let, sit let down. me have a go Be at humble. it. <laughs> sit down. <Be> humble. <laughs> he said, oh, sweetie, nice try, but you need me to do that. Um, yeah. because, you know, it's said that, God will never give you anything that you can't handle wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was about to say, <laughs> uh, that's, that's not right. Wrong, wrong. Um, you think those three guys in the fire would have actually survived if God wasn't there with them? No. Exactly. Um, so I just, I love that story very, very much. And the songs that relate to that. Um, I was with you mm -hmm. whenever I heard the Even If song for the very first time. We were in the barn but um that's one of my favorites even today but yeah just pride with myself that was a huge thing and he was like honey you need to realize who you are <laughs> and not that you are garbage but you are my child and children need to obey and be disciplined you know mm -hmm. we're not better than our maker but our maker still loves us and like yeah it's humility is an interesting subject because from a worldview like of society and non-christian worldviews where everything is so self-centered humility makes no sense like it's yeah. it's so stupid it's it just doesn't make logical sense in that worldview but when you put on the christian worldview and you realize that your creator like you realize your place that just humbles you and you don't have a choice whether or not to be humble because mm -hmm. like, you just know you're yeah. a crap but then you realize out of your humility that that god reaches down and wants to pick you up and love you and lift you up and sit you beside him as his daughter or his son and teach you and love you still like mm -hmm. he loves you still even though you are crap yeah. and i just think that's so much more empowering than trying to do it all on your own um, it's just kind of like trying to go fight 500 million guys with machine guns and you just got this little stone when in actuality you could just go turn around and this, this amazing army standing behind you and the king's got nukes, like <laughs> nukes yeah, beat machine guns, do, not yeah, slingshots. You yourself. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. no matter how good you are with a slingshot mm -hmm. I liked what you said about the world like the world's telling us you know like whenever you said that I, just things popped up like yeah it's all these like empowerment like quotes I see or whatever it's always like yeah you don't need them they were like 
mean to you. You don't need them. They were rude to you without any reason. You don't need them. Like Mm -hmm. this person like did like skipped you in line at the coffee shop. Forget them. Don't even just blow them off. Forget they exist. Take them out of your life. But okay, that's, that's what the world's saying. But if somebody is rude and mean to you, they're rude and mean to you because something happened because Mm -hmm. something hit them. So that's your opportunity to be more loving, to turn the other cheek. And that's when they're going to notice something different about you because they know they're being mean to you. They know they're being rude. Mm -hmm. But when you act differently to them, that's when you humble yourself to understand that and to understand that you could literally do the same thing to somebody else because you're human. Yeah. That's when things are changing, you know? Mm -hmm. That's really good. Well, I think it's been almost 30 minutes. So thank you so much for (laughs) do what? (laughs) So time flies by when you're having fun. Yeah, it does, girl. So thank you so much for coming on to the podcast with me today, Miss Lady Beatty. You will probably be in a lot of future episodes. We're going to be recording some during summer, (laughs) which I'm super excited about to get a lot of people's input on that. Um, So any last remarks, anything you would like to share with the viewers and Also, after anything you want to share, if you want to give a short one-minute gospel presentation just to share with our viewers or listeners before they leave. Hmm. Another long question. Let's see. I I can tackle it, though. I got this. Um, One thing that's been coming up a lot in conversations that I have with different uh, young women here at school is people have been asking me and coming to me and being like, how do you, how do you just go and share? How do you, you know, how do you share the gospel? How do you, like, Mm -hmm. how do you do that? How do you go up to somebody and be like, hey, Jesus is pretty cool. Let me tell you about him. Well, number one, pick up your Bible and start learning. Exactly. (laughs) You can't teach something you don't know about. I cannot tell you one thing about coding but I'm going to go to Dre and ask her questions of everything about coding because I know she's 10 billion times more equipped to do that than I am. Probably more like just like five times. I <laughs> 10 billion. I feel like I'm a nine year old who's like never worked a computer before all the time. But um, I feel like I'm, I don't match my 20 year old college students, you know, whatever, but equip yourself, be comfortable in what you're talking about because you're going to be asked questions probably and and it's okay not to know all the all the answers. You don't have to know all the answers. If you knew all the answers then you wouldn't need to keep reading and we always need to keep reading. So I think it's okay to not know the answers because I think that's where we like freeze up and get nervous about sharing mm-hmm. the gospel with people. But if you know the heart of the gospel then you're good. And when questions pop up, just tell them, "Hey, I would love to look into that and let you know." And that shows them that you care and just try to relax you know because I talk to people who start freaking out when things like that come up and just know the heart know the gospel know Jesus' story and how he had to come and save you because you couldn't save yourself Mm -hmm. um, because we're dirty sinners (laughs) and so I just think knowing the heart of that is the first step in equipping yourself and then just you know knowing that just be ready and be hopeful and searching that God's going to put something in front of you. Yeah. 
I like that. And always be prepared. Like you always want to be prepared to give an answer for your faith. So Mm -hmm. even if you're not planning on going out and becoming an evangelist or proactively pursuing souls, um, you want to know why you believe what you believe. That way your faith can't be hindered. So definitely take some time, know the heart of the gospel, know why you believe it, because it's not your parents' faith, it's not your friend's faith, it's not your pastor's faith, it's your faith. And you didn't. Know, you need to know when someone comes up and say, why are you a Christian? You need to have an answer and you need to pop off with that answer right away. You don't even have to, don't even second guess yourself on that. And that honestly gives you such a foot in the door with sharing the gospel with that person. So I, I like that. Just be prepared and know the heart of the gospel. And then once you kind of know a little bit of that, you can listen to, there's a lot of good podcasts out there. I've been listening to, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist by Frank Turek, I think, <laughs> um, a lot lately. And he's got some really good apologetics, like what questions, how to combat questions, how to logically explain your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, because faith is fact. There's a lot of facts to Christianity and it is a lot of feeling as well, but there is so much facts, so many facts to back up those feelings as well. So that's mm-hmm. a really cool one. Um, yeah. Thank you, Miss Beatty. Anything mm-hmm. else you would like to share? Um, not really. I just can't wait to be reunited. I know. I'm so excited. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking about so it. Every excited. Day. Every day. All day, every day. <laughs> excited to be back on here because I listen to you every time. Aw, thanks. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast today. I had such a great time with talking with Miss Lady Beatty and hearing her perspective on humility and what she said about Joseph. I had never really thought of him as a humble character before, but he truly was. And I just want to thank y'all for listening this far. If you want to be on the podcast or make an appearance, just let me know. I want to get as many different perspectives on here as possible because we can't grow grow without being challenged. So here you go. Hit me up.